Hello, Cynics. Welcome back to episode three of the Two Cynics podcast with uh, Andrew and David. Uh, third edition. What's new? You're in you're in Florida. Anything anything new to report that you wanna that you wanna start on? Different location. Different location. Uh, my kid is sick. The the instant the flight landed here, we started sniffles, and we've been here for six days now, and she's been sick the whole time. <laughs> Uh, was it so, the flight you, you think, know, or did something else happen? It can't be like, she can't have gotten sick like immediately. Um, that, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's been kind of a nightmare. Yeah. I'm, I'm disheveled. I'm all red. I'm drinking in the middle of the day. It's we're recording at one in the afternoon. And, uh, yeah. I mean, at least you're not working, right? Or are you still checking emails and stuff? Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm checking emails. I think we've talked about this. Out of office emails are weak. <laughs> yeah, like I, I do age, them. I do them just so it's an excuse for me to like turn off my notifications and not like not have to even think about the fact that somebody's going to be reaching out. But honestly, I think it depends on where you work. Um, you know, I do. I, yeah, I do it internal. Like I, I put on out of office internal for like colleagues but for customers i don't can you imagine turning off customer that's that's unacceptable so anything else besides any other happenings at the airport or things out of control um on on the trip the airport when when we flew out of dfw we first of all i mean anybody traveling with a one-year-old can relate to this you just want to die every single second that you're flying and you're trapped not just flying it's the whole travel experience you just want to die every single second from the moment you leave the house until the moment you arrive to your destination you wish you were dead um so we got we got to dfw we brought the car this time because with the car seat the few times we've flown so far we flew with the car seat and we ubered so like the uber would arrive to our house Whole process. Like, hey, yeah, I need to install the car seat, and he's every time they're like, okay. And as I'm like suffering throughout their car, mutilating their back seat, like they're just sitting there. So then you got to uninstall it when you get to the airport. Then you got to reinstall it again when you. It's a fucking nightmare. nightmare. So this time we brought our own car. So we parked our car at DFW. Also a nightmare. It's a remote lot. Like terminal parking was booked weeks ago. So it's a, (laughs) it's a remote lot. Yeah, take a shuttle to the terminal. But to get to the shuttle, it's a huge parking lot. You have to walk fucking half mile. And we have a giant car seat that's in a bag that goes over my shoulder. We have a stroller in a giant bag. We have two suitcases and three carry-ons. And I'm carrying all seven items to the shuttle. And my wife is carrying the baby. And we're just fucking – I get one of the carts get there, or anything? Or, or was that... The carts are only at the terminal. Yes. Of course. Yes, of we course. got the cart. But it's only at the terminal. So we have to get to the shuttle. We get on the shuttle. It's like 8 a.m. We get on the shuttle. I'm like, all right, fucking we made it. Yes. It was the only shuttle there. We get to the terminal and the bus driver's like, hey, what um, what terminal are you guys? Did you say D? I'm like, no, C. She's like, oh, this is only D and E. I'm like, fucking great. So we had to get off. And I'm like, I'm not waiting Wait for, for the next shuttle one. With all yeah. the- so I'm like, all right, let's check in at D and we'll take like the Skylink at DFW to the other terminal. So we check in check like get our bags and we go through security and we get to the skylink and 
one there's two sky legs, one going in each direction, like one that goes from terminal A, B, C, D, E, and the other that goes backwards. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's in a weird order. It's for some reason like scrambled. Like the terminals aren't chronological. And one of them is shut down. So we had to get on the other one. Of course, the one that we're at terminal D and terminal C is the furthest one away. So we're waiting, we're waiting to get on it, and there's like a big line forming. And as the as the skyline gets there, it's not like just packed. It's people are pressed up against the window because one of them was closed down and only like two people can get on at a time. And I have the car seat draped over my back. I have a baby and we have three carry-ons. And so we like somehow squeeze in eventually. And for 30 minutes, I'm like leaning up. 30 minutes people. on the skyline. No 30 minutes. I thought you liked this airport. I thought you liked the DFW. I it sounds like it a disaster. Before, if you go to the wrong terminal, you're fucked. If you have a layover there, you're fucked. We've had a lay. We had a layover there once a long time ago. No baby. It was, and then we obviously get. To, eventually, we get there. Thank God the flight was delayed because we were late to boarding because of all. And it was my fault. Like I pride myself in airport minimal, navigation, minimal and transportation like, time. Basically, trying to get in and out. And I, I fucked it up. I fucked it up getting on the wrong shuttle. That was that was all me, um, but yeah. So it was a nightmare. We get on, we get to the plane, and as we're we scanned our pass, we scanned our fucking thing on the QR code, and we're waiting in line, like about to enter the bridge, and over the intercom, like um, boarding is delayed. It's like a long line, just stand still, and right. they're boarding delayed. We will update you with more information. We've already scanned our boarding pass, so like we're just standing there. So we stand there for another thirty minutes, and anybody listening to this again with a baby. You just want to how, die. I was how, thinking, yeah. Let's turn around and go home and scrap this trip. <laughs> so completely. That's how bad it's it so was. You wanted to. You wanted to completely not go. Was she crying? Really? No, she's the best. So she wasn't crying, but like she was antsy. Like she's just being held. She wants to move around. And then right. obviously we get on the plane and. Once we're on the plane, uh, mechanical issue, you know, we're working on some getting some papers signed off. We'll, we'll update you shortly. Always papers, always papers. Every, we, need, we need to sign off uh, from the maintenance crew. Uh, we'll be we'll be with you shortly. So that was that. Do you want to call um, out the airline or, or was that? I mean, I'm honestly, gonna, and, and you know what? It's here's the problem. Like, what are we going to do? Nothing. They it's just you're just shit us. out of luck, basically. Right. There's nothing. My and, dad and, flew here yesterday. He flew Frontier. No issues. No problem. American owns me, and I'm never going to change, and they're going to own me. As long as I live in an American hub and am a gold member, they own me, and I'm not going to do shit. So, No boycotts. No boycotts after this After this trip. Yeah, maybe, maybe, we'll, uh, maybe the cynics will boycott it for us, right? Our our nine fans can can we talk about our our TikTok engagement? Yeah, so I don't know if fans is the right word, but we've got some people that are just absolutely laying in on you specifically for the gas pump situation the other week. They're very concerned about the finances of independent uh, gas stations. What, I don't know what how are many they talking about gas stations. I I don't know how many gas stations in Texas are independently owned. Like I'm, you like, you've lived there like Bucky's. It's, Bucky's. They're fine. Is it, a, is it a massive like oil refining company? Bucky's like, is 
the biggest national one of the biggest national chains it's like a south thing but it's like a gas station with like 1000 pumps and it's a supermarket inside like they'll be okay i think they i think they just for for any context for anybody listening uh, we posted a TikTok this week, uh, part of the podcast last week of how I went to a gas station and drove off with the pump still attached, obviously unintentionally fucking chill. And the pump fell off of the, the hose fell off of the pump and I left it there cause I was in a hurry. And so on TikTok, we got, we got some guys saying these pumps, uh, you know, what, let's, let's call these guys out. Man, um, oh, come on. Was, you, you can, you can bleep them. <laughs> All right. Let's not pretend. <laughs> Fucking, uh, he's a big name. No one's gonna know who he is. He goes, you can bleep him if you want. I, I think it doesn't matter. Fuck him. Uh, <laughs> those pump hoses have a breakaway feature because idiots like him do this all the time. Okay, all right, we'll see. <laughs> I'd like to, I'd like to watch you in your day to day life. Then it goes, that guy's a piece of shit, and his profile picture is, I believe, Bin Laden. Right? Let's. That's Bin Laden. I don't think it's Bin Laden, but it's somebody. It's it's somebody. It's, it's, it's nobody good. Let's, just... let's yeah, it's nobody good. <laughs> and then uh, um, next guy goes actual piece of shit person. Yeah, I the quotes. Yeah, I broke their property because I'm a moron. But my time is clearly too precious to let them know I did. He has a point. Um, that was a it was a pretty. Your time is it, clearly was, too yeah, precious. Like, yeah, like time is money, was, you know, right? Forty dollars an hour, cool, probably on my part, but it was more embarrassing than anything. I didn't want to go in and embarrass myself. And somebody came to my defense here, going, "Nah, the gas station has insurance. It literally doesn't fucking matter." That's really nice. Um, I, you know, I, again, I there's not, nothing's broken. Like they'll just reattach. I'm. I think it's right. He, of course he's right, but nothing's broken. I didn't blow up the pump. They'll just screw the hose back on, and then <laughs> a response, nah. Someone has to pay for this. Not all gas stations are owned by corporations. Dude, they are. Okay, so okay, so I, I just looked it up. So I guess you could say that Bucky's is not owned by a corporation because it's privately owned by this guy named Arch Beaver Alpin the th- Applin the third. He sounds like he doesn't um, come from money. But this though, chain- so yeah, you're probably right. Okay, but like the, this chain was founded in eighty in nineteen eighty two, so it's been around for what's nine forty years now, and it's they've got stores, gas stations, and Tesla supercharging stations. Like with the amount of locations that this operation has, and like you said, it's all over Texas. I think they're going to be fine. Like I don't think broken. I think you're, you need to wash your conscience. My conscience is doing just fine. Like. You know, people, it, it's like not putting your shopping cart away. Like, not cool, probably, but things happen. I mean, the shopping cart, like, that's been so normalized. Like, I remember when I was a kid, you'd only see that in, like, Florida and, like, Publix parking lots. The shopping carts would be all over the place. Now it's, like, now it's everywhere and just... You know, you know what you'll do the next time you're at Bucky's, you'll go inside and you'll buy a thing of beef jerky or something, and then our friends can happy they can be happy that you're not a total piece of shit. We'll I make it up the to them word. with. I love that we're getting hate. I think that in our position where we're trying to, you know, grow our grow our brand, um, 
our audience, our audience. I think it's a good thing that we're getting any kind of engagement. I mean, people that are giving hate, first of all, we're nobodies. So it's funny that somebody's giving us hate because we are literally nobodies, but people giving hate to like celebrities, you know, you know, it's the classic. I'm in my mom's basement, my hands in my pants and there's Cheetos all over me. Like it's a visceral image, but it's true. Like, you know, these guys with the, with, you know, you don't think they're going to follow us back after, uh, after, uh, after we, we, we made that comment. Cause I, cause I requested to follow them. Maybe I, I saw, maybe they'll get a kick out of yeah, listening us to be they'll, they'll a piece of shit talked about. So uh, yeah, we uh, we'll welcome you as a guest on our show. We'll do a we'll do a guest caller if you want to debate. We do a live debate on this. Um, get your feedback and we'll send you a t shirt. So yeah, or or maybe voicemails. We can start with voicemails. I don't know about how I feel about live callers yet. <laughs> We're not this recording live. I mean, we'd have to give him what a, a burner number. We I don't like giving him the Zoom link. Yeah, um, we might have to upgrade to another premium tier of Zoom to get that kind we can call of them. security. So, this is never going to happen, but we should post this clip and we should tag them and say, like, we welcome you on for a friendly banter. Right. Or there's like, well, you know, those like free texting apps that kids would get in like high school because their parents wouldn't get them data plans. Cough, cough, me. And you could like get people to send you text messages through this like fake phone number that wasn't even an area code remotely where you live. We do that. I mean, we used to, we used to use our friend's iPhone. Do you remember who it was that had the first iPhone at, at camp? I don't. It's our, what, what would we it's do? Our, it's our famous friend. Our entrepreneur. Our entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> he was the first one. To yeah, have, well, it was an iPhone like two or an iPhone three. And we would just sit during lunch and just play on his phone. It was fast. Like you'd have the lighter app. Remember, like you could have a lighter. You could pretend to drink a beer. I thought it was the coolest thing. I wasn't involved. Remember, I was sitting in the wood chips reading a book and trying, trying to not be a loser. <laughs> we, can we can we discuss discuss the getting the coach fired? Okay, so here's the backstory. Um, so I think the cynics are familiar. Andrew and I played tennis growing up in an unnamed uh, part of the Midwest. And uh, we had coaches at the quote unquote club slash camp that we played at who were from, they're mostly from France um, and, you know, a couple from other parts of Europe later on, mostly from France. And they were all like good coaches. At least that's what we were, we were sold on. And there was, a theory going around for one summer that these coaches would go in in their cars and like hot box their cars and, and smoke older, weed. Like probably true. Seems like a probably true. And like also an activity that I would, I mean, if you're just trying to cope with being a tennis coach, like, I mean, you know, that, you know, that area better than me. Um, but, but we can bleep that out if necessary, no. but basically Basically, this one coach was kind of like he was a hardo and kind of like a dick. But like, if you were cool with him, he was boys with you. And for whatever reason, there were you know two girls that we were friendly with who were under the impression that he was like a misogynist, wasn't like helping them do better as a coach, didn't care about them. 
which, you know, I don't think he really cared about anyone, if we're being really honest. He kind of just cared about collecting the checks. Yeah. But yeah, these these girls wanted to to get him fired, and I don't know why, but I kind of sided with them because I was just in a bad mood for a couple of days. He was the worst. And Andrew now will never let me hear the end of it because I actually ended up becoming pretty, I guess, as close as a as a middle schooler and high schooler could be with a coach. But um, yeah, this was wasn't my proudest moment. I always wonder if he because he he knew like he knew that you. It got escalated. It, it got escalated. It was real. Like, it was actually real. And I remember thinking, like, God, this guy's so soft. And I mean, we're like 12. Probably 12 at this point, right? 11, 12. Before, this was before. 11, I, 12, 12. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I hated it because, I mean, I was such a fucking kiss ass, too. I was like, this is the guy. He's the new guy that's going to take us to the next level. And I was, you know, super bought in. I was like, why is David being such a little bitch? Um but yeah, I mean, he ended up not getting fired, and he was probably the best coach that that stuck was, around for a while. He was around yeah. for a while, and he was very cool, and I think made people better than than most of the other coaches that were there. So, um, and now I think he's teaching pickleball in Florida, which he, we've already retired. talked about. Retired, he's like in his thirties. <laughs> really I know. Retired. I thought his wife was like making bank. I know he's selling watches on Instagram. Don't know if they're like real watches or like knockoff watches, I don't know if that's but a good sign. That's like the classic tennis coach thing. Like your side hustle is resale of like shoes or watches or. I mean, that's like what I. I've thought about making money selling stuff like on eBay or Poshmark or whatever, but it's just or ticket scalping or whatever, but it's just it's not so much time and effort that you need to actually like make money off of it. Like I've been trying to sell, I got a pair of, uh, club master Ray bands. I don't know if our friend owns a pair of those, but, um, really nice sunglasses and they're just like, not, they're too loose, like on the edges. So anytime you're like leaning forward they're how many times they have to go in and get them adjusted. It's, it's, Anyways, I, I fell for the Tom Brady marketing and I bought the Tom Brady sunglasses, whatever. And then, so the, I have these ones and I've been trying to sell them for a year and I'm, I've like slowly like delisted them, like price decreased by 10%, 15%. I never ended up selling the shoes because I fell asleep on the notifications when I got the offer. So yeah, and you have to you have to send notifications for all this stuff, but they send you so much BS that it's just like a way, like just dilutes your, your whole phone and whatever with all these notifications. Yeah. The, the resale stuff. I mean, I've tried selling, you know, it's a, it's a whole, I mean, you didn't want to do the season tickets. I think we probably could have made a killing on that. We just don't live in the city, but I think we could have made a killing on those tickets. Yeah. We both passed up on Chicago Cubs season tickets did you go back to the end of the line or I haven't I done know. anything since I they, I've, I just ghosted them. Uh, yeah. I mean, she was just hounding me. I would, I, I think I blocked her number in the end. She was calling every single day. <laughs> I had, I had a guy named miles miles with the Y who kept calling me and it was not fun. I had a very, very Greek last name. I don't know what it was. I'm not going to look it up and out her. Yeah. Anything else in Florida? How's the weather? 
Weather's good. Um, yeah, it's been. Yeah, I don't know. It's quiet right now. The baby's sleeping, and it's been a nightmare. I, I did just get. Uh, my wife sent me a text, and there was this guy. Um, <laughs> he's always sending. Oh my god! I mean, we've been together for eight years, and I remember like it was like a we met, and like a week later, I looked. She showed me her phone. And there was this guy, there were like 10 guys asking her for pictures of her feet. And this was 2015. So I didn't think like, that wasn't like a A widely known thing at the time that like like people sell their pictures of their feet. And I was like, what the fuck? This is so crazy. And you have to just like sit there and listen to it and try to pretend like it's like a normal thing. Yeah. I was like, what, why why are we seeing this? And in, in the... In the rubble of all that, there was there was one guy that stood alone, and he would message her daily, like straight up daily, um, like, "Hi, how are you? I miss you." And she she met him like once or twice. And so this guy has special needs. Like I don't know I don't know what he has, but he's got he's got some issues. Um, and literally daily, like, "Hey, how are you doing?" Then he added me on Facebook. He started messaging me every day. "Hey, how you doing? Hey, Andrew, how are you? How are you?" That's and, and up. Hannah. And then he'd start like sending really weird stuff. Like Andrew, I saw you and Hannah kissing. Andrew, how often do you kiss Hannah? And, and the same stuff to Hannah. And then he called her a couple times, and she's so nice. She just like, like how did he get her Hi, number? How are you? I have no idea. Probably the through Facebook, Facebook or something. I really messenger I don't know. dial. Who knows? And then he'd start calling from like blocked numbers and. There was a time I was out of town and she told me that he called her and just like breathed into the phone. And I think he's harmless, truly. But I was like, I didn't like that I was out of town. I was like, this guy like could be dangerous. And I think it, I mean, you know, she never sold pictures of her feet or anything, but like this guy is probably harmless, but just so, so fucking creepy. Did she end up blocking him? Like, Like, how do you, how do you deal with that situation? You don't. I can't even like begin to tell you. I he still messages her on Facebook like probably weekly. It's been eight years that I've been around. Probably weekly messages her, and she ignores it at this point. But I bet I could find like my messages with him. He, uh, I never once responded to him, and she's like, again, she's so nice that she just like responds and and entertains it for some reason. I don't, I don't know why, but um, yeah, I was like, I was pretty alarmed by this. I thought it was. Uh, yeah, I mean that's like I don't know any fellow yeah. cynic. Yeah, if anyone has similar uh, weird request stories that are maybe not completely out of line that we could share, please uh, please let us know. I don't know if I even have a good follow up to that. I've never been involved in a situation like that, but there's no, I mean she gets a lot of messages that are really really weird. And there have been people offering to pay like so much money for her feet. And I don't know what's wrong with people. I don't know how like this is her network of people. Um, she's a pretty normal person. But yeah, she gets some some really, really weird really? shit. And consistently. Like it's, it's died down since I've been around. But like it was, it was pretty wild before we met. We're going to post this clip on social. And like our feeds are going to be, no pun intended, with like a bunch of feet stuff now. Like... Hey, come come to this random nail salon in New York City or Dallas or whatever, or I don't even know what else. We we can get a sponsor. 
That would be nice. I I'll, I'll tell you, I have a good follow up. Actually, I lied. I do have a good follow up to feet story. Not feet picks, but just gross feet in general. Awful starter. But so in my in my apartment, and we might have a recurring apartment corner segment moving forward because it feels like there's always something going on, whether it's at my complex or at yours. But there's a guy in our gym who I'm just loosely going to call him Tarzan because that's really the vibe that he's giving off. He's got like hair tied up and it's not even like a man bun, but it's some kind of like Disgusting. mini ponytail action, long hair. I can't stand like, it. yeah. And, and it's not even like, like there's some guys who can pull it off. This guy's not one of them. He's often shirtless in there and he's always barefoot, always barefoot. Like, I don't know if he's, this isn't like one of those, you know, Zen places where you got to take your shoes off. Like, that's not what's going on here. And first time I saw him at the gym, he had a professional lighting setup, basically this tripod where he would put his iPhone in and take pictures and videos of himself doing pull-ups or lifting free weights. Is he jacked? Yeah, he is. So like, at least you've got that, but... I don't know, like, I didn't complain because I don't really care. But at some point, it's like, I think he was making other people in the gym uncomfortable with this with this whole filming operation. And I'm just there laughing and just trying to document it. And... How is he not embarrassed? Clearly, no shame. And here's what happened. Where do, like, how are people like this? I mean, let's. If he's making money doing this, I kind of get it. Come on, I don't know. Like until you know, like he could easily have thousands of followers or whatever. I don't know. But basically, the community manager and the head maintenance guy walked in. I'm on the bike, like inconspicuously doing my thing, and he's taking up half of the gym doing his bullshit. And she walks in and starts telling him that this is not okay, that filming is not allowed, asking him what unit he's from, probably was a new guy or something. And basically after he got the stern talking to, she she just left with the community manager and he went into the different room, into the studio room, and just kept doing the same thing. And then every time I've I've ran into him since, he's still doing the lighting thing. So I don't know, like I bet at one of the big gyms like in Equinox LA fitness lifetime. Is anyone going to tell you to stop? Like, I don't, I don't know. You worked somewhere that had a big gym with, with an activity like this be allowed filming. Probably. I, I mean, I went to lifetime for a little bit too, and you're probably right. right? Especially in like New York or LA, there's probably people that are influencers or have a social media presence that are doing stuff like this. It wouldn't bother me, but like I get, See how people wouldn't want to be on camera, like they would. Like if you're weird, on the tre- if you're on the weight. treadmill behind, if this guy's got his tripod out and you're in the treadmill behind, like, is that? Are you okay with that? Like, I don't, I don't know what's fair game anymore because, like, I'll run into the same thing, you know. Not, to, not to tease future content ideas, but like, you know, those people that are like filming videos of themselves, like walking across the city, ranting about something. Like, if I were to hypothetically do that. And I catch people in the background walking by. Like, am I a bad guy or am I just doing my own thing? I guess I'm in public. Like, 
different day and age, you know, imagine some guy comes up to you like, I don't want to be recorded, please. You see those videos. It's illegal to record me without my consent. Those never go well. God, those never go well for the people that so are saying bad. that. Do you hear my email notifications? How terrible podcasting. I actually haven't heard any of them. Did you hear them? I, oh, really? I had mine I from another. Well, hold on. Is it from the same device that you're on? It is. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that's why I didn't hear it. Cause, cause I screwed up and I, my work computer went off, but not my personal. So yeah. Yeah. I didn't hear that either. So I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I think apartment corner is a good, uh, a good segment in general. I mean, we'll definitely need to follow up on, on Tarzan and everything he's doing. Um, uh, did I, did I tell you about, uh, the break in? I think we talked about this briefly. I just I mean, it's just disappointing. Had, um, I mean, this is on you, but go ahead. it is disappointing. We, it, it is a little on me. We, we live in a very nice, uh, complex. It's a nice neighborhood, um, in a really nice suburb. Um, and we have a garage. So we have an apartment on the third floor and, and we have a garage on the first floor. Um, there's a garage door and opening to it from the outside and a, a lock, a door that locks from the inside from downstairs. It's just storage. Like we just have storage in there. And, you know, you made fun of me on episode one of my security operation, as does everyone. Uh, but my security operation saved a, saved a robbery. So that could have been I, avoided my wife if you were disciplined to begin with. It could have. It could have. But the, here's, here's the reason I keep the door open. My wife's very forgetful, and I knew that she would not lock the door every time, like from the inside. So I just bought a security camera, put it down there, hooked it up to the other security system. Um, and I left for work on Thursday morning or Friday. I think it was Friday morning, left for work. Um, didn't, didn't lock the door, but had the camera on at the garage and, uh, come back later in the day. And my wife's like, yeah, it was weird. You forgot to close the garage. I'm like, no, I didn't. And so I look back at security footage and I see, a, I see a guy, he walks in. All I could see is like from like mid waist and down. So I can't see his face and guy walks in sagged pants. So I could see his, his red checkered underwear. <laughs> um, and, uh, a long, like a baggy white t-shirt. And a box cutter. And it's easy either a box cutter or a pocket knife, which made me very unsettled. Like, I really didn't like In your that. garage. And does In my garage. Like, my wife could have walked in with the baby at that same time. You know what I mean? Like, that's the part that bothers me. He came in 10 minutes after I left. So I don't know if watching he was watching. Already? I don't know. The, the problem with our building is, like, people handed out, me included, obviously, people hand out our door code for delivery, DoorDash, Instacart, whatever. Um, so, so many people have our door code. And so I'm assuming that's kind of how that happened, but you see the guy walk in on the security footage, you see him looking around. It's a huge mess in there, which I think helped us. And then you see him see the camera. Like you see his body's facing the camera. He sees the camera and then he backs Wait, so out. Is the out camera the mounted on a wall? Where, how is the camera? It is, it is now. The- so before it was just standing on top of the mini fridge. So we had a mini fridge in there and it was just standing on top of it. That's why you couldn't see everything. Now I hung it up. so like, you could see someone's face if they were in there, but now obviously we're locking the doors, but it just bothered me. You know, like I do think that the camera stopped anything from being stolen. We have my wife's wedding dress in there, which is, it's a bad look. Um, really value that, we have a that, that wedding strollers. The iPad, you know, there's a lot of valuables in there. And that was, uh, it was just an uncomfortable moment. It just bothered me a lot. I, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just unsettling that this, there's like, you know, 
burglars, whatever you want to call them. Like, who's to say this guy didn't rob somebody else? I guess the the complex would have emailed. Would the complex have emailed if there's like a break in or whatever? So stupid. No, clearly not. Because I went to the office. I showed him the footage. Nobody cared. The same lady who I despise. She was like, "Can you send me that video?" I'm like, "What's that going to do for you? You see the guy's like underwear." And she's like, I'm going to send it to our security guy. I'm like, you have a security guy? She's like, yeah, he just patrols the street at night. Like, that's, You're like, that's, that's news to terrific. me. I've never seen uh, a security guy patrolling the street. Yeah, I've never seen the guy. I've lived there for two years, never seen the guy. So they're not going to do shit. Um, but yeah, I mean, we tightened up. You know, we tightened up the operation now and, you know, guns loaded, ready to go. I've always dreamed of the day somebody breaks in. Like, that's my my dream scenario if somebody breaks into the house i'd rather like my wife and daughter not be there like it's my the greatest day of my life is when my house gets broken into and i get to handle the situation you want to deal with law enforcement like yeah texas stand your ground baby this is absurd um (laughs) that'll be a clip for sure I'm sure I don't think I don't know I don't know what kind of reaction we're gonna get to that it really depends like well, well we don't like hashtag, hashtag stand your ground the, the nice thing about about the premise of our podcast which is literally anyone that has any kind of cynical mindset is that it can apply to any demographic and any group of people like we've got we've yeah. got followers who are probably way too young to be listening to this show we've got we're international uh we, we mentioned Belgium we have Poland we had other countries. I had no idea where those people are located. Um, so we'll be curious to see what other people's views are on, on hashtag stand your ground, which um, whatever I, <laughs> how did our, um, how did our TikTok clip do of uh, the live read of Hannah's texts? I think it did. <sighs> I don't know if it got any feedback, like commentary, no feedback. All right, we'll try it again because there there are a few coming in here. Um, is she is she aware great. of what you're doing right now? Uh, is she inside? She is. She is. She goes. Fourteen minutes ago. Please tell me you're done. She's awake with a crying face about about my daughter, and she goes. And I was trying to sleep nine minutes ago. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> One minute ago. This sucks. I mean. You definitely told her like, Hey, I'm going to be out on the deck for what an hour, 50 minutes. Like this is is never going to change this. We will be 100 on our 100th episode. It'll be the same thing. She'll need something. And she'll be like, this sucks. We'll be, we'll be making money. (laughs) There'll be, there'll be revenue coming. And she's going to still say that it sucks. Yeah. I'll tell you. We'll see if the, I'll, update, I'll update you if there's more. I'm trying. I'm looking at. Yeah, that post didn't get a ton of t- didn't get a ton of love. One vote on the poll. Come on, guys, you can do better than that. It wasn't. It wasn't you. What do you mean? I thought you. No, 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 no. It wasn't me. No, it was, I know you've been liking our messages, but no, that wasn't me. Um. Yeah, we'll see. We're, we're experimenting. I had. You had the garage situation. I had, I was at Buffalo Wild Wings last week. One of our, I don't know, favorite establishments is the right way to call it, but it's, 
It's a reliable. It's reliable, and it's got some sentimental value just because, you know, growing up in, in suburbia and liking wings and seeing a chain open up near you when you were a kid that had TVs and marketed itself as a place to watch sports and get together with friends, it was, it was a spot to go. Um, so where I live in, uh, in New York City in Manhattan, there, there's no more beat-ups. Uh, at least in, in this particular borough. There used to be one by Times Square. Shocker, the tourists weren't dying to go to B-dubs. And so that one closed down during slash after COVID. And the nearest one is now in Brooklyn, which is not a bad commute for me. And so NFL draft was going on. And my, my, a couple of my friends and, and me wanted to go to... Uh, to, to Buffalo Wild Wings in Brooklyn to watch the draft. I was like super excited about it. I think I had like a shitty day at work. Like all I was looking forward to was going there and we show up there, plenty of open tables. And they say, do you have a reservation? I'm like, here we fucking go. Here we go. And I was like, I didn't even know that you could make a reservation at Buffalo Wild Wings. I thought yeah. I, I'd never heard of this, something like a concept like that. So, of course, so it's me and my and my friend, and I think there were three other girls who were going to join us, and God knows why they wanted to watch the NFL draft at Buffalo Wild Wings. I, I still don't know. But they were running, like, extremely late. So naturally, I thought, okay, let's sit at the bar, let's get a beer, order some apps, wings, and then we'll, we'll figure out the rest later. So we go to the bar, we do that, then the girls show up, and we want to get a table because there's not enough bar stools available for them to sit. And what would be the natural thing to do, right? We go to the hostess and we ask, Hey, can we get a table? And she makes us wait, even though we've already like put our number down because there's not enough uh, servers working. So there's empty tables, but not enough servers working. So that's why, draft that's night. why they can't see people. What'd you say? On draft night, on draft not, night enough not enough servers. Yeah. So on a night where you're taking reservations, so you're clearly expecting or know that some people really want to be there. And there's just plenty of booths that are empty because not enough servers. Whatever. People don't want to work these days. Yeah. All the, bo- all the uh, millennials who are working and, and Gen Zers who are working as Buffalo Wild Wings uh, staff. But anyway having a great experience at the bar, by the way, great bartender chatting it up, watching the draft. And then we get a notification that a table like, or a booth is available for us. And obviously we're going to take it because we have more people who showed up. And I thought I was doing a very basic thing where I asked, Hey, can we transfer our tab over from the bar to this table? They said, no. They made me close out at the bar and start a brand new tab. Fine. I closed out. They went and sat down. We're good. But we had placed an order for food at the bar that hadn't yet arrived. And the look of incredulity on our new waitress's face when we told her, when we asked her if she could bring our food that had been ordered to the bar, she looked like this was, she looked like we had said the most vile things ever to her because we just said that, Hey, we put an order of food at the bar. Now we're here just letting you know. 
And listen, she just showed up for work two hours late and expected the, uh, the well, I, I don't know when she showed up. Maybe she had been working the whole time. I wasn't really sure, but I, here's where I do feel for her, right? Like she is not getting tipped for us, like to bring that food to us. Right. Cause we already paid for that food. So that tip went to the bartender. Right. So like, I kind of get that part, but it's like, right. then, then I was like, are we, like, we need to buy something. I felt like we had to buy something. First and foremost, I asked for some more waters. She gave me the death stare. Like I had not seen a death stare like this in forever. And I I thought she was going to spit in all the waters or do whatever the hell, because it looked like I had made the most egregious request of all time. She brought the waters like nine minutes later. We almost had to get another person's attention. And again, I'm eating like we were eating spicy wings, like needed water. I mean, soft, but needed water. And uh, finally, like we ordered some desserts, desserts at Buffalo Wild Wings. Felt like I'd never felt more. $14 for the brownie. Never felt more fat in my life after eating one of those. And it was like a pity purchase. And she literally just threw the plates at us. And I was like, I felt bad. But at the same time, I was like, like, are we doing something super radical? Like, have have you never had someone move from the bar to a table? It is what it is. Like, it is for what both it is. them and yeah. for us, right? Like, we made our bed. Yeah. What are you yeah. gonna do? What are you gonna do? They, it's blame your establishment. Don't blame your customer. Like, understaffed. Sucks, understaffed. You know? Like, under. What are you gonna do? Like, maybe they'll take care of you. Maybe they won't. But you know, you can't. You can't have an expectation of your of your guest to order another entree. I mean, you could have ordered like another beer. Maybe, I guess. I mean, one like, of the people that joined I, us, I, she I ordered more wings. Way, like, one of the people that joined us late, she ordered more wings. So like the second server, she had an order of wings, two desserts, at least on the tab. I mean, that's something. Now I'm not going to, I wasn't the one that paid for that second tab. It was uh, somebody else. I don't know how much was tipped. That's all I'm going to leave it at. I mean, I, you and I have come around because... 7% Applebee's in Cleveland Heights. We, we tipped... I mean, this is... Right now, I'm, I'm very strictly like going 20% post-tax at a minimum, no matter where I go, because I'm not a scumbag. But I remember in college, we had some of the most egregious experiences and we had no money. And it was like, like the second the signature was signed, like stand up from the table gone in the parking gone. lot in like 16 seconds. Is going to have a field day with this. <laughs> Not okay. I mean, we, we are, we're a piece of shit. Well, no, that wasn't him who said it. Somebody else called us a piece of shit. So between gas pumps and tipping, and and again, I'm a very good tipper right now. And and honestly, like twenty people aren't tipping twenty percent post tax; they're tipping twenty percent pre tax. So I feel like I'm I'm very good in that. Who does the? Who takes the time to calculate the bill pre tax? But but if you notice, you know, like how some places will have the recommend recommended tip. They'll be like, hey, yes. this is fifteen, yes. this is eighteen, this is twenty. 
some of the places, the percentages will be based off the pre-tax, not the post-tax, which I at least kind of appreciate in that, you know, the restaurant isn't trying to skim you, but it is what it is. I mean, I just, I don't want to be that guy who's like, on, you know, that guy that's on the calculator. Are you that guy? Are you on the calculator doing the math? No. So here's what I do. If, if the bill is $80, I know that, um, I do what is 20% of 80, $16. And if it's like $80, if it's $81 and you round it up or whatever, I'll, yeah. I'll do, I'll round it up to make it an even number. It'll usually come out to 21 or 22%. Um, I got, I, your wife, I got to share this. This is great. Uh, yeah. Are you serious? We can't even go outside. It's 2 30. Like it's okay. Time. Hold, on, hold, on, hold on. Let like, me, this is ridiculous. Let me, let me, let me, let me stop right there. She's doing the classic thing that both of our dads do where it's not fucking two 30 yet. Right. Just for transparency, it's two twenty two right now. And you just round up for convenience sake. Like when it's two 30, we'll probably be done. Like spoiler alert. We probably got another five or seven minutes left. Come on. The, the final text is this is ridiculous. And no, don't share this. <laughs> Sorry, that's too late for that. Too late for that. Um, we we should we should wrap. I wanted to say one more thing. You brought up the draft, so I had to I had to mention this, and this is probably a a controversial topic. But um, did you have the Jonas Brothers on your feed? On I was on the NFL Network, Network feed. I don't know if they. I didn't notice. I didn't notice it. Okay, so the Jonas Brothers were on there, and I was watching this. And Are I'm they? Thinking, they're performing. Like, does the NFL? No, they were just at the desk talking, like okay, with I think Kirk, like oh, you were on the college game day show, yeah, okay. ABC broadcast. I was thinking, like, they not know what they're doing. Like, do they not know who their market is? To me, it was no different than Dylan Mulvaney and um, Bud Light. And ironically, well, so and Bud Light was like a title sponsor of the draft. The whole, I don't know if you noticed, there's like a giant Bud Light sign like at Lollapalooza in Chicago on the stage. And I guess the NFL isn't doing any boycotting, but so you're, so you're saying it from the standpoint of like, hello. Hello. Yeah. I thought you guys doing something serious. When I heard this point of discussion, I figured it's nothing very good. <laughs> you want my, my you want my input on that? You I think we're on the same page. Civil? I think we're on the same page. No, I know, but you, if you want to be interrupted and you know canceled for anything, I, I you can, can help. You can help points. out. <laughs> I think that's a good. <laughs> It's a good end point. Uh, um, all right. I'll, we can elaborate I'll on, f- our, on our, I'll our fig- Mulvaney thoughts I'll next figure week. out how to gracefully end this in GarageBand. Well, <laughs> I think I, was, I, t- I think we got to keep that in. That was hilarious. The, the, last, the last question I was going to ask you is, is you're saying it from a demographic standpoint? Like the people that are watching the NFL draft have no interest in the Jonas Brothers. Is that is that the argument? Yeah. Like I was like, why would you? The wrong market. Like not teenage girls Brothers, or whatever. I, yeah. No. No. It was so stupid. 
All right, let's sign off. Um, We're going to patch this together, but thanks to all the cynics for listening to the third episode, and uh, we'll see you next week for episode four. Over and out.